Ahoy, mateys. This is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And yes, genius, you can call me Billy. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that in the midst of panic knows that all is well. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're reflecting on the new found friends, the movie scene, and the memories made of this year's Panic Film Festival. And you don't need to freak out to listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your panic hole. And if you are panicking on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on the Book of Face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans. And this episode could potentially release in February. Or, or maybe April. Whatever, but regardless, there'll be shenanigans. Yes, just so we're not going to promote anything in particular, but just know we will always have the latest Terror Tuesday at the Draft House, uh, Film Club at the Draft House as well, and Genre Goodness at Screenland Armor or Tapcade. And speaking of genre goodness at Screenland Armor, chock full of goodness. Uh, we survived the latest. Panic Film Festival. Oh, man. It was a panic and a pleasure. It was a many things uh, we mentioned on the uh, the show many times. Memories were made at Panic Fest. Oh, yeah. Many oh, more yeah. were made, and we survived it, but yet uh, to talk and look back at Panic Film Fest, we're bringing in a fellow survivor. You know him as the host of the aforementioned Terror Tuesday at the Draft House, as well as a little podcast called Horrorversary. Welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Adrian Torres. Well, thank you guys for having me. I was trying to... To catch myself after, I, I, after I, the panic there. After, so. Get the vapors. Heavens. We've, heavens to bets. We've all been freaking out here. Now, before we all freak I was, out. I was searching for Patty. I was Is, is Patty here? Where well, is he? There is, is a Patty-shaped hole in all of our hearts. but I would say there's a little Patty in all of us. But oh. To fill any of that out, where can our listeners find you out on social media? Please you, plug and promote away. You can easily find me on Twitter at YoAdrianTorres. And then for the podcast, as mentioned, you can find it at Horrorversary. And if you go to my regular um, Yo Adrian Torres, you'll see other places where I'm writing or stuff that I'm posting recently. And congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you. It's yeah, a dude. perfect transition from Panic Fest to what you're writing. You had a nice piece in the pitch uh, that was wonderful because you kind of hit the essence of what Panic Fest is about. And we're mm. going to get into that in terms of the memories. But it was a nice little... And it's tough to really summarize oh, God. all that happens in there. But I think ultimately if someone was looking from afar... And they wanted to get an idea of what Panic Fest is like. And if we wanted to give them a taste to get here yeah. into the Midwest to check it out, I would definitely seek that out. Yeah, so. you, you can easily go on to, like I said, my my Twitter uh, to be able to see it. I've posted it there. If you go to uh, uh, the Fast Pitch or uh, thepitchkc.com, Perfect. you'll see it on there because it's one of the one that's on their their main page right now. And I was, I was lucky enough to talk to so many different individuals. I talked to, of course, Tim and Adam, who are the co-founders. Yep. I got to talk for a couple of minutes with Patty um, directly after he had his premiere. I got yeah. to talk to uh, somebody who will get into one of their films in a little bit, but I was also lucky enough to get to talk to um, Rodman Flender, 
who of course had Eat Brains Love there yes. as the director of Idle Hands. And because we mentioned Terror Tuesday, we don't know when this is posting, and it's okay because we have a film of his that will be coming in the middle of March in Leprechaun 2. Oh, man. And I got to actually thank Joe Lynch for putting that nugget in my head because we were trying to decide what we were going to be doing for March, and I was listening to the movie Crypt, and he had him on, and he's like, hey, man, I just want to let you know that the the first thing that I saw that I loved fears was Leprechaun 2, and I'm like, Leprechaun 2, that's... That's what I got to do it's perfect for March perfect. and yeah. perfect. And we were able to get it like later that night. And I told Rodman about it. And he was like, you guys are going to show that. Like he was just he was taken back. I'm like, why are you so nice? But then the, the other highlight, since we're on a podcast, Let's do it. I got to mention it is I was lucky enough to get a talk for a couple minutes with Dr. Rebecca McKendry yes. and Erla Kane of Shockwaves and Nightmare University. So that was a highlight for me. As mentioned many a times, genius does not listen to podcasts. I, however, as this socially awkward introvert that doesn't get along with people, I listen to them nonstop. <laughs> so to say these people are my compatriots, the people that I genuinely I am, I, I'm concerned with their lives because one of the, and that sounds, I should preface this, what, the, the podcast I really enjoy and that I listen to. As he stays in the bushes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's a good looking recording area there. No. But are the ones that are honest and genuine and, yeah. you know, they'll share and disclose things. And so you follow along their journey, whether they're enjoying films, but all the stuff that goes on in their lives. And, you know, I've been listening to them for some of these people for 10 plus years with these podcasts. So you feel um, a kinship with them. And then when you meet them in person, yes, and they are so So freaking amazing. It's, it's, they're one of us, yeah, but they're just super talented. One of us. I hope that I don't get in trouble for, for mentioning things because anybody who was at panic fest saw it happening for that entire weekend. And that's why I wanted to put it in the article also is that if you guys didn't notice, they had a competition going the whole time and that they were over by the uh, the, the whatever, the, the pinball machine mm-hmm. that had the knockoff Caddyshack golfer, uh, gopher at the top of it. We're all right. And during during the weekend, they kept on playing, trying to beat each other's score. Really? And so even when they were getting ready to go off to, to the airport, they, were they, still- they had to get in one more game. So like... We got done with the, the interview. They're like, do we have time? Yeah, we got time. Okay. I'm really sorry. We, we got we got to try to settle this. And they went over and they played another game. And I was like, that that's just one of those moments at Panic Fest. They've seen all these moments and they're still getting to enjoy themselves in the setting for, for this. Enjoying themselves in the setting. That's perfect. Yeah. Because the setting itself, and one thing I heard time and time again, is the intimacy of the setting. Yes. We're all enclosed, but ultimately we're not on top of each other. The way they had everything set up this year with the vendor loft mm-hmm. yeah, and the flow of the theaters, I thought worked so much better this year. Almost, I'm not going to say it was perfect, but man, no, it, it never seemed overcrowded. There were conversations going everywhere, but you were also never to the point where you could overhear things in the theater, except for maybe Jenny's laugh, but that's why we love Jenny. Ah. Um, but it just, I don't know. And again, I'm, I'm a little partial to it because I... I volunteered a lot of my time, you know, that weekend you there. You busted your ass, man. And my apologies if I ran into anyone, if I ran over anyone. But ultimately, my perspective was to make sure everyone was having a good time. If you know, And if I was there nonstop, because there were so many people that came from out of town. Uh, there were some gentlemen that came in from Houston that were there from Thursday to Thursday. Yeah. You know, we had friends here in town that saw at least 30 films. So I wanted to make sure that if I was that person, that I, was, I wanted to make sure everything was good. And that's yeah. a clean theater, making sure everything sounds good, looks good. Any extra perk we could add to make it a more memorable experience, that's what we wanted to make sure it happened. Well, exactly. Because like, while you were running around and doing everything, I think there was a credit to like 
not only all the uh, crew oh. of, of Screamland, but and, as we were doing shows ourselves and doing interviews and all that, you know, playing like not like a goodwill ambassador for Kansas City and, yeah. and Panic Fest, and like, look, we know how to fucking party and have a good time, <laughs> and we hope you have a good time with us because. Yeah. Everything here is fun. The move, like you said, the atmosphere is fun because it's all enclosed. So you have the bar, the vendor loft, no video p- games. Right, exactly. There was just enough room for everybody. And like, so like if podcast wasn't my wasn't your the thing, you could go see a movie at the yep. same time. Or if that movie wasn't what your your jam, you can go up in the vendor loft and hang out. But again, not only was it the podcasters who were just like more talented, cooler us. But the filmmakers, oh, the like filmmakers, like for example, like Joe, like I love yep. his movies. His movies are great, and like to like know that he's also that fucking cool. Yeah, you know, same thing with Adam Green to know that he's genuinely just that cool. And directors, even up and coming ones that you like admire of their work, to know that they are that cool that they're can speak the same things that we do finish the quotes and talk about that yeah that's one of the magical things at panic fest yeah and mine might started off on on a high note with that oh i mean the, the first night was great and then on the early on the second day when i was outside i think this is kind of one of the perfect distillations of of panic fest is that i was outside talking with some people and under the marquee yeah and and joe lynch was was off to the side and i was getting ready to to walk by to ask a, a question to one of our friends and and he was talking with her and he looks over and looks at me and kind of and just stopped for a second, looked at me and, and turned his head down and said, you and came over and, and gave me a hug. Oh. And I was just like, man, like because he doesn't have have to do that. I didn't I didn't know if he was going to remember me. And there he just comes in and gives a hug. And I'm just like, man, that's that that's it. That's it. Doesn't matter if it's filmmakers, yeah. if it's people who are here for podcasts, like everybody becomes fan. Like once mm-hmm. you come to Panic Fest, you're a part of Panic mm-hmm. Fest. Yeah, and I had a, kind of the same thing moment. Um, Adam walking by, and Adam Green goes, "Hey, genius!" And like, kind of like, and I'm like, "Oh!" I just kind of like, <laughs> I just kind, of, I totally like, and I'm like, "Oh!" I'll go, oh. And I'm like, and I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry." I'm trying to compose myself right now. But That's one, funny. you kind of shocked me, and two, like, it's you. And yeah. He goes, "Oh, no, it's just good seeing you again." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, thanks, man." And then later on, Joe was like, "Genius, come here," and I'm like, "Oh, you're so rad," you know. So. To know that, like, that talented people are, like, so fucking cool. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's made for a perfect weekend. Because, let's face it, there are the horror stories out there. And, again, we love horror movies, but where you have the interactions that aren't so good. Yes. But everyone that's here, and I think it's a key to the fact that we live in the Midwest. Yeah. So, for the most part, we're a little bit more laid back than most. Uh, But, ultimately, we're very embracing and... We're, like we're, a, we're we're Central American Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty friendly. That's kind of the appropriate way to describe it. We don't a we y'all. We, <laughs> so like, put it on the bumper sticker. <laughs> no, damn but it, another thing is like, everybody who was there wanted to yeah. be there. Yes, that's I think was the key. Nobody was like, man, I got to fucking go to Panic Fest, you know? Yeah. Everybody was like, fuck yeah, I get to go to Panic Fest. Well, I even took off time for my the day job. Me too. And I was there from like nine in the morning to midnight. But I'll say this, the first night, the preview night, I it set the tone in so many different ways for me. First and foremost, I got to sit in on part of the initial short film showcase they did that first night. And one of the, the shorts that I saw was one called The Unseen, I believe it was what it was called. And it had a moment where the audience reacted in such a way that everyone applauded when a bad guy <laughs> met his comeuppance. Yeah. 
And I, it was really funny because I was sitting in one of the front couches and the moment happened and my hands instinctively went behind me to like form and like an impromptu clap like I wanted to. Yeah. And then everyone else did. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, man, what a, what a moment. I was like, it would be wonderful if the filmmakers were there to witness that. And yeah. sure enough, the beauty of Panic Fest, the filmmakers sit in, they were there and they got to experience people react to their short film that way, which I was like, God damn, that's magical. And I wanted to interject with what he said because um, I, I had this quote. Plenty of quotes that I couldn't fit into the piece, but this one perfectly just went into what you said. It was from, we, we just mentioned Rodman Flender, and he he mentioned that um, uh, what's great about festivals like Panic Fest is I know that everyone is there very enthusiastically to see that movie. When I was making movies for Roger Corman, I'd go and check the theaters and see how the audiences were reacting, and they were not as enthusiastic or as in tuned as this festival is. The audience makes this festival. Exactly. And, yeah. and like that. And, and the sauce it, that makes the dish. <laughs> exactly. And like to hear that from him was just that's like, that's cool. that's so awesome. So yeah. the fact that you mentioned that and here's this filmmaker that was on that wavelength with you just, I think, says volumes of it. And I'm I'm somebody since I, you know, I, I do. Um, you make the rounds, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'll, yeah. get, I'll get around. I'll go to, you know, three to four festivals a year. And that's outside of Panic Fest. And that just to hear the people who are here and, and are talking about it is just is wonderful because we're I, I think we're at that perfect sweet spot when it comes to it is that um, Joe Lynch, when I was interviewing him, he mentioned that he and A.J. Bowen were talking about the fact that he's like, this feels like the early days of of uh, Fantastic Fest before it became this Aww. big, huge thing. So they were talking Aww. about just how much they loved it and with that reverence. And they were like, no, this is what I want to go to. So you you have these people who are making the rounds who are like, no, this. This is where I want to be with these people in this setting. And it's people like you guys. I mean, Joe Lynch called you a rock star on one of the final nights that he was there. Really? Was that he was talking about just how great the... And this this was just in general. He was... People were coming up and was asking questions. And he's like, no, this place is great. You... Adam and, and Tim are doing this great job, and Greg's over here being a rock star. Yeah, uh, while Greg was literally running was around, making running sure. around like an no, yes. okay, is this, no, no, is this no, set no. up totally for the next was. one? It was during the Perished. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, when, when you were running around and getting everything yeah. set up, because I realized I was like, you know, we can probably record. Well, my, let's let's go into the <laughs> the person that won Panic Fest. Oh, the, the bell of the ball. And if you read Adrian's article, he very well gives a paragraph, which it could have been the article itself. Yeah, but we talk about, and honestly, you'll go back to we had him on the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but Patty Murphy and his experience at Panic Fest. And I'll be I'll, even as a, as a, someone that was the outsider, you know, that just observed it from just observing what he went through was magical and made yes. me feel so much better as a person. And I can only imagine the journey he went through, because as someone that's an admitted movie crypt person with Adam and Joe, I am a Patreon, which means mm. I actually give money to the podcast. <laughs> and because of that, I actually get a chance to they do this whole thing called Movie Crypt Live, where once a month. It's only for people that are at a certain tier. They do a live show and we interact with each other. And it's through this that Patty Murphy became someone I was familiar with because he was constantly, I shouldn't say constantly, but (laughs) he basically had, there was a whole narrative with this thing called Hollywood therapy where people write in and they give advice. And he would every now, every like two months, he would write in this guy from Ireland named Patty Murphy, (laughs) who Joe Lynch inspired for him to continue to make his film. And through that, and then Movie Crypt Live, I started interacting with him. And 
Thursday night, after the short film, we see Color Out of Space, which oh, was wonderful. But I go out in the lobby and I hear this like Irish brogue. This, and I was like, that has to be Patty. And sure enough, got a chance to meet Patty. And I mean, it his 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 joy and his so, love was palpable. It was. He comes up to me and he goes, "You're a genius." And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "I saw you in a cage on Facebook." And I'm like, "Oh!" And he goes, "I'm Pat." And I'm like, "Oh, hey!" Because I heard I, I heard about him through you. Of and course. So, and I'm like, "Oh, this dude is." And like everywhere he went. There was just smiles and laughter. And he like, was the Pied Piper of Panic Fest. He totally yes. was. He and was. Go back to our episode, listen straight from Patty's mouth, Patty and Paul, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But I think the filmmaker's journey, ultimately, the fact that he had a chance to have Joe Lynch introduce his film, yeah. do the Q&A. He sat in on Movie Crypt Live, and the, the intimacy, the, the, the connection that he and Joe had, to see that, to be part of that, to share oh, it. it. I... I I want to say it's a selfish thing to say I'm glad it happened here. <laughs> yeah. That I was able to experience, which is so nice. But it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Oh, my yeah. God. That's yeah. the no, thing. No. That's seeing, the thing. T- seeing him after, because he was also called up on the very end of Shockwaves. Yeah, Shockwaves, yes. And after afterwards and everything, he and I were, get, uh, were walking back to the lobby, and he looks at me and he goes, I, I have no idea what's happening right now. Is this is this real? He goes, I've, I've just been on in the last two days two of my favorite podcasts. Two of my favorite podcasts. And um, in the interview that I was uh, doing with Rebecca and Ehrlich, they even mentioned, they were like, oh, this this is great because you're getting to meet people from so many different places. We we met somebody who was from Ireland, and now we're setting up that when, when he comes to California next, He's we're going to get it. together with him. And like that's, oh. that, that's Patty was just the... Patty is... He's basically the distillation of everything you want to see uh, at a film festival. Somebody who has a film there and yeah. is having all these people come to him, but is just so happy to to be there. Yeah. So let's and speaking of his film, what did you? It was <laughs> what I like with Panic Fest is the diversity <laughs> of films. Yes, you're going to see everything from a lovely horror comedy to something maybe akin to a drama thriller to something you don't want to see with your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To all the way to something that is a more serious meditation yes. on a real world issue, but put through a horror, horror filter, which we got with The Parish. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about some of the favorite films oh, that we saw so here at Hell Panic Fest. Yeah, there was so many good ones. For me, not a stinker in the bunch. And that's the best part is where you're going to be able to see movies that a lot of folks aren't going to be able to see. Maybe not at all, mm-hmm. but at least not until later down the line. And that's what I've loved with Panic Fest is... For a lot of these filmmakers to see this, you know, their movies on the big screen to see it with a crowd, it's unmatched. Um, but a few of those, again, Color Out of Space, yeah. opening night, Richard Stanley plus Nicolas Cage equals Ooh. wonderfulness. Like, welcome back, Richard Stanley, man. Holy shit! I, was- I don't, I don't want to say much, but I think one of my favorite, and I got, I got to see this last year. At, at which one? Fa- uh, Colorado Space. No, I know, but which oh, at fest? Fantastic Fest. <laughs> okay, okay. At Fantastic Fest because it was Richard Stanley was there with the documentary years ago. So the second they knew that he had no one was coming out, they're like, Done. "We need to get <laughs> it." And seeing it there was was just the perfect thing. But the moment that I was sad that I didn't get to see it with a crowd here because I I would want to see the reveal on the couch. Oh, oh, oh! It oh that, no, that's it, no, all. You know what happened? So. I was sitting next to our friend uh, Katie Glidewell, the blonde uh, yes. in front. We were in the front row, and I kind of looked at her, and I was like, 
I don't know what's squirming more. All the stuff on the screen or me in this seat right yes, now. Yeah. Because that moment, and there's stuff that even exactly. goes beyond oh, that. But that first reveal lets you know what this movie that By you're the way, in for is. This is a Lovecraft movie. Yeah. Yes. And now, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Um, too much Rage Cage? See, no. it's it's, And that's the weird thing about the movie yeah. is there, there's points where it's absolutely perfect and there's stuff that feels... Weird, but it's Nicolas Cage, and you know that you can't, you you can't really reel him in. So there's a point that <laughs> that as a director, however you know whatever type of director you are, that you're like, some people are going to expect this, so let's let's go this in. But like the accent that he's doing, it's... he he said that it's based on his dad. Okay, but in the context of the movie, yeah, it's... there's no way to know that. <laughs> so it it. It steeps into Rage Cage, but for that, because the rest of it, compared to lots of stuff that he's made recently, is kind of more restrained, especially because there's so many other people who are going crazier at a higher level than what you're expecting Cage is going to do himself. It's a different type of Rage Cage because he's playing a character doing a Rage, rage Cage. cage. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when he becomes the old person, yeah. I forget. Like the old guy, like um, who used to be in the old "I Love Lucy," like the yes. um, it's a different type of rage cage. So it works. For, it worked for me. I think it was just the right amount of rage cage, and it wasn't. It wasn't even the Mandy kind where it was funny no. for a second and yeah. then yeah. it became sad. Tragic. Right, but it was the kind of rage cage. Like, okay, yeah, I can see where this is coming from because clearly. Something's got its hooks in you. So, oh, hey, oh. genius! Is there any chance that you can go down to the cellar and get me a bottle of wine? <laughs> Only if you milk the alpaca. Yeah, <laughs> there, and, and give me a kiss first. Oh, the kiss! Oh, the kiss! Oh. Every kiss is a sealed... every kiss begins with ew. <laughs> no, so color out of sp- space played wonderfully. Yes. Um, some other ones highlights for you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys go because there's a couple that I can easily jump in on since I saw it a couple other places and that's why I was glad to see it because because people knew that I had seen certain movies and they were like okay what's what's certain ones what should that, we seek out? that we have to see and the the beauty and problem with how you get to the panic of panic fest is that you have Sophie's choice at yes. a couple oh, points yeah and I would tell people okay what are you what what are you thinking about playing in here? Mm-hmm. Because I'll make this suggestion for when it plays later in the week. Because I know it's going to play later in the week. And there were several people because we had Movie Crypt. I'm like, are you seeing Movie Crypt? Mm-hmm. And you had a couple people who who were like, what, what's that? It, what's a podcast? I don't really listen to podcasts. Okay, then Here's, this is what you need to see. Yep. And so for that one, I'd, I'd say Swallow. See Swallow. Because Swallow I got to see at Fantastic Fest. It was also at, I think, TIFF before that. And I told them, if you have to see one film sometime this week it's swallow because not only was it my one of my favorite films last year but it also has one of the best performances and so because this is coming out whenever it comes out we they've already revealed the winners and everything Uh, it it went on to win best director and best overall film okay for panic fest Hmm. and the thing about the movie it's the beauty of having a, a festival where you say it's a genre film festival because Swallow, while it does have some body horror in it, it's more of a drama than than like trying to put it into thriller. Doesn't completely work into thriller. Certainly, horror has horror elements. Doesn't completely fit in there. 
but it's just so well done in a different enough story that you watch it and you're captivated the entire time. And so getting to tell people, oh, going to see it and then having it to win the awards. I'm like, Good. yeah, you have a moment of vindication. Yeah. You're like, yes, yeah. yes, I told you you should see it. <laughs> huh. That sounds a lot like uh, one of the movies I saw after midnight. Uh, oh. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that one. That's a that's an interesting one because the monster is prevalent on the cover. Yes. Right? And you think the whole story is about a monster, but this is more of a romantic drama, a relationship drama. Absolutely. Yeah. But with like a smidgen of monster. Have you yeah. seen anything by Jeremy Gardner before? The uh, Battery? No. Okay. Oh. You're telling me about The Battery. Uh, yeah. I think this may have been your first. His films are very lived in. Yeah. And the stuff, the monsters, the zombies are very much peripheral at most. And it didn't surprise me, but I'll tell you what worked for me is the uh, Bria Grant in this. She was great. And there is a scene about three quarters of the way through that's this, this long one that they do, and it is unreal. It had me just totally, because a lot of the times the monster is such on the outskirts that you're looking for it, and it's almost Jaws-esque for the mm-hmm. most part until yeah. you get to the giant reveal, and the reveal itself is wonderful. It's crazy. Because it is. this is a monster movie. Uh-huh, we are yeah. at Panic Fest. But it's, it's this, this. she made me it, mad. She made me mad when a couple of times. Yeah, yeah no. she made me mad. But then, like she, uh, but I was like, after her, I could see where she was coming from, yeah. which is the mark of a good. But that's relationships. Supposed to relationships supposed are complicated. To exactly. Yeah. There's, okay. You you may not have seen one that he's directed, but I guarantee you that there that you've probably seen Jeremy Gardner in, in a film, either at at Panic Fest or or movies that that would be at Panic Fest. Like last year, um, there was. Uh, sadistic intentions that was at the festival mm-hmm. and he was the lead in that um he's he has a part in bliss yes he does he's in bliss um he was in like me oh there you go oh okay <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right well, that's all a right. That, that's all a reaction right. he, right, he was also in, right. in uh in spring he was in the mind's eye so he's he's in oh, yeah. he's in a lot of so that's okay. why if you, if you may not have seen his directorial stuff you've seen the actor because of course he yeah. he, he acts in lots of stuff and he was he acts in his own stuff as well yeah like okay I I totally see it now with like there, me. there you go yeah. you can mm-hmm. see the see the connection yeah I can but this see is it. definitely the guy that made battery definitely made this film it's and it feels very personal very intimate um, very minimalist too which is what I like because you know it's all about kind of the low budget. Filmmaking, doing shooting with what you have, and yeah. I think it was very effective. But ultimately, like you said, genius. It it is a character piece. Yeah, and, totally it, and it was movie. the one that after Patty saw it that he actually said would pair well with with, with the parish. Yeah, which, totally. Well, let's let's talk. We did let's an talk episode. About the parish. What your thoughts initially on the parish? There, it's see see, it's, it's always a difficult thing because if you have anything any critiques to to point out with it, you it's it's because it has a larger setting Certainly. to talk about. It's a discussion film. And so yeah. it's it's hard to completely. You can be like, I like this, I like this, I like this. Do you have forty five minutes to yeah. talk about this? Because mm-hmm. that's the interesting thing about the film, and that's what I really like that Patty was mentioning about it. That that he he feels happy, or he mentioned that he felt happy with the movie because even if people didn't necessarily like it, they were having conversations yep. about it, and that's a sign of of an important film. Is that even if you dislike the film or what the film's saying, if you're talking about it afterwards, because there's there's plenty. We're people who watch movies all the time. If we see a movie that we don't like, that there's plenty of times that we won't talk about exactly. it, right? And exactly. it just kind of goes out of your mind. But a film that you don't necessarily like, 
that you talk about for a long period Sticks of time in your head. Exactly. It, it weasels its way in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's a sign of that. You're hitting upon something important. Yeah, he's... And so whether you're somebody who likes or dislikes the parish, it's a film that's definitely going to be in your head and you're going to be thinking about because he's hitting upon something. And he does that magical thing that I think only horror can necessarily do where you take a big, uh, important subject that there's never going to be a point probably in the history of man where it's not uh, a tipping point subject. And you take that and you add a little supernatural and horrific element to it to kind of drive that story home. And I think that's the the wonderful thing for it because you have lots of films that are kind of hitting upon elements of what Parrish is doing, but it doesn't have that horrific yeah. Uh, yeah. element to, to hit it home and allow you both because there are moments of levity in the film. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which, which are fantastic, but like that that creature design that's oh, in there insane is crazy. that sticks with you. Even if you're if even if you're somebody who's like that movie was horseshit, which it's not horseshit. But even if you say it, I guarantee you that, that person went home and had a dream that that night of that creature that, that was in there. And what it does and I'll tell you and, what what it yes. does ultimately offset was make you laugh because go back and listen to the episode because it does take a little bit of the sting out of it, thankfully, because you need it because yeah. that monster, yeah. between that and After Midnight, there are some good monsters up yes. at Panic Fest. The whole movie is a heavy, heavy, heavy oh, it's movie. Dour. Exactly. I mean, yeah. but, but what he does well is balance things yeah. well. Exactly. It's not, like we said on the show, it's not uh, totally, it's about, the main topic we're talking about is abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not totally pro-choice. It's not totally pro-life. No. It's that it's, a horror movie done in a loving shade of gray. Yes. And that's what I liked about it. You know what? I think the biggest uh, compliment I can get was maybe he's going to be Ireland's Cronenberg. Yeah. Because there's a lot of body autonomy in the Mm. film and that's probably the biggest thing with Cronenberg is just the invasion and betrayal of one's body and I really got a feel for that. This is a film that's, in fact, it's really funny, um, the whole thing with Joe saying, hey, Greg's a rock star. I went back initially to start the recording for him and the recording picks up just the, like the little last bit of the movie and then everyone applauding. <laughs> yeah. But then you hear Joe and everyone like, oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry about that. And just, <laughs> right before they picked up, it was so goddamn funny. But I mean, if there's one word, and I, I think it's a word that people can take the wrong way, but I, I would use it for it because it's it's a smaller budget of film. Like there's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Patty will tell you, everybody will tell you that it, that they had a small budget. But the ambition. Yeah. That that's behind it is what is going to stick with me for the parish for what he's accomplishing with the budget he has and the ideas he's wanting to hit home and the story he's wanting to tell is incredibly ambitious on that scale. And people might think this is double edged sword and that's not what I'm saying, but there's so many people who have that ambitious nugget in them and want to try to make a movie uh, uh, and it ends up being the worst thing in the entire world that it's a testament to his craft and his dedication and the work that he put into this film, that that you see it, and you're like, "Holy crap, that is an ambitious film." Because oh, yeah. that that's that's the the biggest compliment in the world that I can say. Because you have people who want to hit on that, and they miss the mark, and they have good intentions, and it doesn't come through. But you can tell that Patty's like, "This is something that's important to me." Yeah, I don't want to mess this up, and that ambition is what carries this film. That you're like, "Holy crap, there's something 
in this film that most people aren't even going to attempt. And the fact that he's taking a chance on it is just makes me want to see everything he has to do in the future. the subject matter is crazy. Yeah. Well, it's it's really nice to, number one, hear it so spoken so eloquently. Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> but also, imagine had it played differently. Because I know inside he was so petrified that yes. as an audience. And even a genre audience, I think for the most part, they are hip to that. Yeah. I, I give horror fans the biggest credit for being intelligent and being able to pick up on that stuff. But also, if you want, it's still a monster movie. And yeah. also, terrifying to be in the middle of Kansas City to, with an abortion <laughs> movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The middle of yeah. the heartland from your out the cut, and all you see is what you see on the news. Yeah. You know, to come like, well, here's my abortion movie. Enjoy it. You know, and you're like, I couldn't imagine. I'd be shitting bricks. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he was still, like, nervous. He's nervous, but, like. But he's still so jovial about Absolutely. everything. Yeah. It was credit no, to him. Was, again, the journey that Patty yeah. had, the film, his experience, it was so freaking phenomenal. What's one that you liked? Well, ultimately, going back to films that you talk about, oh, the, your, your journey throughout the film festivals. Um, last year, I get a text from Adrian with a picture. and I, so, se- September 21st at like <laughs> 10, 10 something p.m. Because people gave me hell about it. I'm going to paraphrase it, but yeah. it was uh, something along the lines of uh, getting ready to sit in or I, you either just sat in or you're getting ready to sit in a little film called VFW. And it was a picture of one of the stars from the film. And it's a particular individual that, again, character actor extraordinaire, William Sadler. Oh, and man. you, I believe, bumped into him. Uh, I, 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 oh, what, you, had a, you had a brush with death. Well, it was uh-huh. I, they, they, there were they, there were several several people. I can't remember exactly what what I said, but because it was just a starstruck moment, exactly. and everything. Because there was something that happened in front of me, and, and William Sadler grabbed out to me for a second because of what happened <gasps> in front. And but it was just oh, it was just so. And you're telling me so in the, the moment I heard about this film and the the, the cast of characters in it, who was behind it, I yeah. was anticipating. I, see, it. I am I am not. I keep talking for oh, a second, but yeah. I won't. I because I have. I have to pull this up because I, I show people when people are like, is VFW a movie that uh, that that needs to be that needs to be seen? And I pulled up the thing. Yeah. 1031 p.m. September 21st. I send a message to to these two guys and then Adam <laughs> Roberts himself and said, taking a moment from Fantastic to say I was sad that you motherfuckers weren't here to see <laughs> yep. VFW with me. Because it is totally your shit, and we need to watch it all on the big screen together. And it was great. It was so Saturday night, we had a chance to sit in VFW with Adrian. And it was, I think, maybe probably about halfway through. I even looked at you. I was like, dude, I'm so happy that we do get that opportunity now to sit in and see this film because this is a film with all the character actors in it. The fact that it's like Joe Biggis's Assault on Precinct 13. It, it's it's, a, it's like, Assault on uh, Retirement Center 13. 13. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. it's. It's a film that is made with another one that's love. Um, yeah. It's, what was it? I was trying to remember the one that I that I told you guys when I described it that I said it was. Um, what was it? It was a uh, uh, geriatric exploitation expendables. Yes. Expendables. Yeah. It's it's all of that. It's yeah. It's fun. It was a yeah. film that was best played in a theater. Mean. Very mean. Wonderful mean. It, but it's and it's everything you want it to be. But the best part for it afterwards was uh, how about another halfway through it. Uh, we've got another local filmmaker here in the area named Todd Sheets, which a lot of you may be familiar with, and it's a crime. We've never had him on the show. That will change this year. But halfway about through the film, I'm realizing, I'm like, man, if you know, you gave Todd a little bit of a bigger budget, he'd, he'd kill make, on he'd, VFW. Yeah, yeah. So afterwards, after it screened, we did make a mention to give him a shout-out really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's just because we do... Panic Fest is all about bringing people from out of town, but it is also embracing 
our local filmmakers as well. The the ringmaster of Clown Nado. I, I was going to say, if you ever wanted to see Genius McGee get hit in the head with a bottle <laughs> and get yelled at by Linnea Quigley, that's, that's your, your chance. You actually have the opportunity so, so, for and that. And somehow you're still walking around and alive after that yeah, moment. After that and you moment, didn't just I, be like, this is my moment to die. I'm done. <laughs> but no, VFW I must played. go. My planet needs me. <laughs> Died on the way back. That that brings me to my one of my absolute favorites of this festival. Uncle Peckerhead was such. I'm so sad I missed it after you oh, coming no. out. Oh, it was so good. I loved that movie. Now, I think the beauty of a film festival is a lot of the ones we, we just don't know about. They're brand new films. And of course, you're going to get in a synopsis. But there are certain films Based on the title alone, right? You want to check it out. As soon as yeah. I were like, I was looking through like the, what the list and the schedule of the Uncle Peckerhead. What the <laughs> fuck is that? And I read the synopsis: a punk band goes on tour with a cannibalistic roadie, and I was like, okay, sold. I had no clue what I was getting in for. I had no clue of what type the aesthetics or what would be, but I had such a good time with it. It was funny. It was a lot of heart. It was gross. There was a lot of blood and shit everywhere, literally <laughs> on the screen, and multiple times. But multiple it was, times. it was so good. When you open up your movie with the Simpsons reference, I am one hundred percent in. Oh, you're I, in I remember when I saw you when you were coming out of that, and I was like, "What did you just like?" Because you were just shaking your head, had this giant smile on your face. I was like, "What did you see?" And you go, "Uncle Peckerhead, man, it's it." Are you seeing it? Just just go see it. It's great. It's great. <laughs> That's not a bad impression of me, dude. No, but the mannerism um, was spot on. No, but it was crazy because like it, so there was a QA afterwards, right? And I didn't know. And uh John Pata comes in. No, that's Puppy Killer. No, um No, John Pata did it because they were talking about the punk rock stuff, right? Uh yes, that's right. That's yep. right. uh John Pata did it and it was a great QA, but then all of a sudden like the actor who plays Uncle Peckerhead walked in to go, holy shit, it's Uncle Peckerhead. I said that loudly oh, no. and I pointed because it was like half fear and half like, like hey. Yeah. So it was super cool. I thoroughly enjoyed Uncle Peckerhead. Uh, that's one of those. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see a lot of films just because of all the stuff that I was doing. It's so funny. I know I'm going to seek it out based on that. And the music that. is rad. I heard the music is great, and I heard they uh, that metalheads are just the biggest bummers to hang around. So my apologies, gang. <laughs> as long as I don't do a lot of the headbanging, what have you. Now, somewhere, somewhere Elijah's just nodding. He's absolutely with the corpse paint on. Now, a film that I enjoyed, and I had a totally different experience than one Genius McGee. But obviously, we love horror anthologies, and the best part here during Panic <laughs> Fest is we had multiple uh, anthologies. Uh-oh. One that I had a, I had a good experience with, but we'll talk to Genius about it, but was uh, Death December. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Panic <laughs> Fest, where memories are made. Oh, I think it has to be a Panic Fest where I do a very embarrassing thing or something. like is it, is something happened. Because pa- Panic Fest was Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah. Yep. Panic Fest was Wolf Cop. Panic Fest was Ugly Cry Train to well, you, 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 uh You coined a phrase this year because of... Uh, because of December, I think it was the one that we decided upon as like a group because everyone was trying to figure out after your description that we said Cladiddle. Oh God, Cladiddle. Cladiddle is appropriate. Cladiddle. This movie was <laughs> wow. Okay, so 
with the anthologies, <laughs> that's the good thing. If you don't like something, wait a few minutes and the next thing will come up, right? You take some good, you take some you take bad. Some bad. And this was definitely a mixed bag anthology. There were yeah. some really great ones in there. And then there were some ones where I was like, eh, you know, a little, <laughs> little on the fence or not under the fence. But so <laughs> my mom's been trying to get more involved into fun things, right? Doing more yeah. stuff. Yeah, she's retired now, and she's like, I'm going to go see what your horror club thing's all about, or <laughs> I want to go see, right? But she's like, okay, I'm going to come around this time. Let's go see a movie. So the movie that I originally wanted to see, Scare Package, was sold out. Damn it. Because it's another anthology, and I love me some anthologies, and I heard nothing but good things. I still haven't seen it. So um, I was like, oh, here's another anthology, December. It's a Christmas horror anthology. Fucking perfect. I love Christmas horror. And so I was like, oh, yeah, come on, mom. Let's go see. And they're like, okay, cool. So she comes in. We're halfway through. And there's some like some like blood and guts, blah, 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 blah. And she's seen horror movies. So she knows them. So. But then there's this claymation one called A Very Crappy Christmas. And basically it's this claymation child that gets kidnapped by a priest and then gets rape violently and graphically played for laughs a few times by a priest and then gets thrown into a dungeon then gets picked up again and then raped by a priest and another priest and the pope and everything coming in and then get, and then it just gets worse and then it come up it and worse. i mean there's it gets, it's, yeah it gets worse there's like a crucifix dong oh, yeah, and so <laughs> like and so i'm sitting there like watching this thing and my mom is extra catholic so like <laughs> so oh, she's so. she's not she's not catholic light no yeah, yeah. no she yeah. she's are not, you doing this the entire time going oh jesus oh Christ, gosh no she's oh. i mean she's not like like hardcore she's not like flanders but she goes to church at least a couple of times a month well, right she's gonna be going a <laughs> two times after, this week after after the screening she had to go out and, and find grape juice and wafers right yes. and cookies and wine oh. so i'm just sitting there just like slinking into <laughs> my chair just like trying to melt as bad as i could i'm 41 years old and fucking oh. like i'm embarrassed at the movie with my mom i look over and she's just got one eyebrow raised just like just like <clears throat> and like pursed like pursed lips like oh mm. no and i'm like I'm, I'm i'm sorry i didn't know what this was about she goes that's okay this is interesting <laughs> this is very interesting and i'm like you know what? Oh. That's that, that's the tagline for that the is thing. for panic. That, yeah, that's Gene Shalit's mom says. <laughs> I was gonna say both of those could be little taglines that you have for Panic Fest. Either it always gets worse. It always gets yeah. Or that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> well, I'll say this: the what I liked with it was there were a number of entries in this anthology. Yeah, and I know some people say you need a narrative with these, but honestly, they can be short films. You this and that. Shoutouts to Pollyanna McIntosh, uh, Barbara Crampton, Tiffany Shepis, some of our favorite people in horror showing up, which was wonderful. But, but it's not going to be a Monday mystery movie night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's definitely not for everyone. Really, really compared to some of the things you've shown? <laughs> yes. Let's, let, let's put it this way. They listen to the show. They've heard you guys reference the fact that usually at the beginning of the year, what type of movie do you start with? Boner jams, but not watch with your parents Catholic molestation boner jams. Technically, There's... that is still a boner jam. Yeah, true. Yeah. Holy boner. <laughs> Many filters, my friend. Many filters. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I'm Genius McGee. Yo, <laughs> now, uh, I, I thought one of the... Because you guys saw a couple of the movies that will definitely fit into this category, but we were talking about themes, and 
uh, certain things you might not want to see with other people. But one of the themes this year was horror comedies genital mutilation oh no i didn't see anything with any genital oh wait i yes, take that back yes i did but let, 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 i can i can ask holy you about... shit yes i did oh god i remember that movie is great wow i just hit him with there's, a wave the, i mean there, there's at least two that pop up at or there's three there's three that pop up at the, at know, the top of my head I, I saw at least one of them you saw at least one of them what which one did you see i saw blood quantum okay which blood one did you quantum see was great and then on top of it porno i missed that one me too which porno has uh two scenes one is a very extended scene and then also eat brains love has it and then somebody said there was a fourth one so there were four films do you count death sember <laughs> why, oh, death why Summer, probably why didn't we have felissa rose at panic fest this year <laughs> she is the king of genital mutilation why that's a wonderful idea <laughs> maybe we should tie a ribbon around her finger to remember uh it's funny you should mention that because there's something that's kind of like tying a ribbon around a oh, God. finger of sorts in one of the movies yeah it's somebody trying to uh do a tourniquet to yeah, Something. what movie was that? Yeah, no, that was porno. That was oh. porno, I'll, and I'll... and porno actually won uh, the genital mutilation award at uh, at Fright Fest last year. Nice. Again, the fact that there is an award for yes, it, which suggests there's, there's multiple t- entries. There's something in the water. Yes, there's. Let's talk about blood quantum. Speaking of something in the water, exactly. That's I, that's why I wanted and to say. And general mutilation. Yeah, Panic Fest has such a wonderful track record with zombie films. I will see any zombie movie at Panic Fest just simply on track record alone. Because let's face it, the easiest film for a lot of people to make because it is lower budget is a zombie movie. So if you make one, what do you add to it that separates it from the other? The ones that are out there. Yes. And Panic Fest, we've had it. And wow. Blood Quantum gave us a very unique and interesting take. God. It's it's so good. I'll, I'll let you guys oh, see this one. I'll chime in because I've got one that fits that mold as well, okay. too, that I saw. It's so prescient. And yeah. it's such an interesting take. And, like, coming from a very underrepresented uh, in genre film, yeah, all those combined with humor, because mm-hmm. um, there was some belly laughs out of that. Um <laughs> Drama, yeah. a hardcore horror. Some of the scenes, oh, the, some of the kills. The, the 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 my girlfriend's in there and something's wrong. And then what you <laughs> see what happens. My jaw dropped. It yeah. takes a lot to make you react, genius. And you reacted during that scene. You, I went. I, <gasps> there was that was in and of itself wonderful to 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 experience. Yeah. Blood, what what I would basically like when I was. When people missed it, because uh, they, they had to show opening day, right? and then the next morning, and then they added a couple because of how well it was going. People were like, What's, I've heard a lot about Blood Quantum. How would you describe it? And I said, well, it's a Canadian Native American season of The Walking Dead in 90 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. Because that's what it Perfect. is. It, it trims that fat. It knows what it's doing. It goes places you're not expecting. It's nope. got the social commentary that yeah. when you realize what's going on, you're like, oh, that in and of itself. I mean, you would kind of have to like spoil a little bit, to, but to be like, you don't see it's, that in a horror yeah. movie mm-hmm. to go that direction and be like, hey, this is the foundation of our film right yeah. here. And you're like, oh, bravo. Oh, bravo yeah. for that. Well, I think we can go into a little bit into it without spoiling it. The fact that the zombie vi- the, the Native Americans are immune from the zombie exactly. virus. And that adds so much thing like this is our land yeah like and so just adding that then adding the zombie filter to it and again the zombies weren't the problem no so like 
It plays the like, people are the problem. It gives you everything you need in a classic zombie film to make yeah. it work and elevate itself from the other films. And you but even have the nature versus nurture in it too. Yeah, with absolutely. the two kids, the two sons. Yeah, so, with the with the, the you also have the the Cain and Abel of zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it's it's there's something for everyone in yeah. it. Yeah, like, and that, laughs that you're able to do your your little. They're not a sponsor, but you're able to give a what for a little it? Shutter, shutter shout out. out exactly because that's where people are going to be able to see it because excellent it's, yeah because Shutter picked it up and, Good. and that's Good. I knew that one movie was going to get picked up by yeah. somebody because it's you, great if you want to know like the kind of the tenets of a good film festival that that you might think is small and you don't need to, or that you don't know a ton about Panic Fest. All you need to do is you look at the people who are the sponsors. You've got the Horror Collective, yeah. which is a new, you know, distribution startup. You've got Shutter is involved. You got IFC Midnight is involved. It was uh, got one of the special branded uh, Fangoria approved seal on it. it was rad. So you have all these people who are like, this stuff's going to come out at some point. But we we want to get that word of mouth. We want to yeah. get it built, and so. Having something like Blood Quantum play here and have these people be like, oh, my God, you get to see it. First of all, it's Shudder, so not everyone's going to get a chance to see it on a big screen, and you got to see it in the theater. That's something that, like, next year, you know, when when movies are coming around, if one of them is, like, it's been picked up by Shudder, but it's not coming out for three months or so, I'm going to go to it because I know I'm not going to get a chance to see it in theater. So being, like, with you guys in the theater and knowing – I'm I'm not going to get this experience, but if I'm here at Panic Fest I and Blood yeah, Quantum exactly. is a movie that you want to see with a crowd, like seriously, get your friends together for a movie night and get like 10, yeah. 20 of them together because you want that mentality to watch it. I mean, it's still going to play great on your own. Sure, but, but having all those people and hearing it, everybody go, oh, yeah, like at the very beginning when the fish started flopping around, yes, everybody's like, like oh, what? oh, you know, because it was just like it was great. And it wasn't like it was a rambunctious crowd or everybody was yelling and no, screaming, no, oh, no. but reactions. Yes. That's the best part of, we already talked about the people at Panic Fest, but the theater etiquette and everyone was so respectful. There were no cell phones out. People were not talking. Reactions. People, people were, weren't spoiling the movies no, out in the theater. No. Yeah. And I, again, hopefully that maintains, but it was so nice because, that, you know, Screenland, the Alamo, those are our churches. Yeah. And we want people to be respectful in there because we all want to have a good time. And man, panic. The crowd was so amazing. You guys were mwah, so good. So yeah. good. Now, the one that I said would, would pair well with that, that you guys said you didn't get a chance to see was the Eat Brains Love. Yes. Because Eat Brains Love is kind of also that it's a horror comedy. Um, it's based off of a young adult novel, but it takes an interesting approach to it, like with its zombies, because there is a zombie outbreak, but theirs is different. It's not necessarily by bites. It's by people who are having sex. So Safe. you can be somebody who's bit and it's not. Oh, no. When the, when is this gonna person going to going to turn Damn. because it's by people who've had sex. But then they have the really interesting conceit that made me go. That's something you don't really see that. is that when they eat. They become human again. Ah, when they satiate that thirst and hunger that they have, they they don't have the zombie. Hmm. look and everything and that it's that adrenaline and that that chemical component that when that works up in their body that's when that zombie comes Uh, out or if they haven't been if they haven't fed in a while then that's when that zombie comes comes out of them kind of like a a laden superpower that they can't fully control that's really cool or like a herpes outbreak or a flare-up yeah but but i mean but you're watching that you're like but i haven't seen yeah a zombie film that's doing that where the zombies 
have personality. They have the feelings and everything because they're human at times. And so they're they're humanizing it. And then there's there are actual people who have superpowers and stuff that are in the movie too that you're not expecting. You're like, what? Okay, you have my attention there. And then, like I said, since Rodman Flender, who did, um, he did Idle oh, Hands. Yes. He he's bringing that 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 knowing to mix characters and that that humor with it to give you the levity but have it be fun and going places you're not expecting so it's it was another fun one so so this year panic fest had two zombie films that were completely against the grain of what you're normally expecting awesome awesome like last year they had a uh, girl, girl, girl with all the gifts yep um puppet killer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had such a good time at puppet killer and Obviously, Women in Horror Month. I, yes. Again, I don't know if this will go out in February or April. Celebrate them all year. But Lisa Ovi's the director mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. I believe you got a chance. To, you did the Q and A afterwards. Yeah, I did. I did the Q and A afterwards, which was uh, really fun. And she had a, a moment that where she first of all said, "I apologize for for getting political for a second. But then she mentioned that you know because Women in Horror Month was getting ready to come up, she said that one of the things that she hates is right now the horror community seems like it's trying to to pit different women filmmakers you know against each other and and she's like no we need to build each other more we need to try to work on movies together and and puppet killer of course is a movie that 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 she directed you know a female horror director you've got the the Gigi, we got Gigi Saul Gigi. Guerrero. That's what I was going to say. It's, you've got you've got Gigi in there. Yeah. Who you guys know Gigi great. That's why yeah. I had to mention Gigi. Gigi. Oh yeah, exactly. And and so you you have that and like that that's great because I mean how how often do you get to see Gigi up there? You know who's who's one of the could could we give her a title of one of the greatest promoters out there? I oh think? absolutely. Oh Gigi's the best. Gore's love. Exactly. That, Gore's love, man. That's why I had to bring Fine up Gigi. One. It's 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 a nightmare junkie. Well, it's funny because like you came in for a brief moment, like, hey, I gotta go do this, and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> and I go, uh, yeah. just miss Gigi dying. <laughs> 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 See, Puppet Killer, I piecemealed it because, again, all the running around, I sat in for about 15 minutes with you guys, and that's when you're like, Gigi. And then I sat on for about the first 40 minutes, actually, yeah. of the intro, which sets such a weird tone. Yes. And Lisa even mentioned, she's like, before every screening, just let people know it's okay to laugh. She was so <laughs> afraid that it, with the horror comedy, and it's so, I don't see how you couldn't laugh. No. I, I would be shocked with a crowd that well, wouldn't respond. And, and she mentioned that the movie's a uh, a love letter oh, yeah. to, oh, yeah. to 80s horror. So oh, if, it totally if you, is. If you understand 80s horror, when it totally. when it happens, you're like, I'm on board for this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally down for it. No, it's... But it's but just everybody the, is everybody is on board who who's in it and when you have a film like this you need all the actors to be and that lead if we could just oh, give you special he's so award because there's 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 a fine there's a fine line between like caricature and like, oh I was gonna say being dumb and playing dumb and he understands how to thread that needle it's so perfectly that if he if he was off just a little bit. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I was, okay. I was okay. trying to find what, what he he was great because he's this he looks and sounds like Patrick Warburton yeah. playing a fifteen year old kid, but he's playing a fifteen year old kid. And my, my favorite part was when somebody was like, Yeah, you, you've got a guy who's, you know, in his in his like early forties and at least he goes, fifty, sweetie. Fifty. Fifty. <laughs> and everybody in the audience all of a sudden Just, goes Whoa. Whoa! Like it, it took on an even more 
uh, an even bigger level. But, but I mean, he's somebody who's who's done like TV shows and stuff like that. Like anybody out there who watches uh, uh, the Van Helsing show. He's he's been in a whole bunch of of that, but he's he's a character actor who's in a a whole bunch of stuff. He was also on a Dirk Gently's um, holistic, holistic detective, detective agency. Yeah, and so getting to see him when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a wild ride." And he's over there, Dad. I just want to go out and party with my friends. <laughs> he, dad, he, he's two times the size of his dad, and he's like a year younger than his. Dad. Alex Ponovic is yes. his name, and he—I I, didn't—I didn't want to mess up the pronunciation. I, I'll, I'll mess. Up. I want people to to give him some some love here because yeah. yeah, it's the film could easily not work based on his performance and just if you buy into it. But honestly, you do. Yeah, yeah. he plays it so sincere. You can totally see like all of them. You can totally see these thirty-year-old plus people well, I was playing s- like 15, 16 year yeah, old. Yeah, and, and you've got actors who've been in a, in a whole bunch of other stuff. Like for anybody who's in, uh, watches um, the one hundred, that one of the guys who was on one of the leads on that on that show, the actor uh, Richard Harmon, of course, he's the 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 younger brother. Ah, yeah character who you just you have all these several names and then oh god what's her i'm trying to remember the other person i feel who's got a uh a bit part uh, it'll jessica come. cameron yes just cameron twice yeah well and then also the fact that this is another one of those films that if you go into a film festival and you just see the title you don't know nothing about it but it tells you everything between yes. puppet killer and uncle peckerhead peckerhead but also great practical work in this yeah. one as well. Oh yeah, the, I the mean that that was wonderful. The the puppet. Oh god, Simon. Simon's wonderful. Simon, that voice. It's, it's one sticks in your head. If you can see it, Jamie, check it out. It's ridiculous. Don't you want to play, Jamie? You're gonna die a virgin. How I, sad. I, I do. I do think one of my uh, favorite jokes is in the first uh, like seven minutes. When they have his uh, stepmom and 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 she's like, oh, you you can't watch watch any of these horror movies. They're they're filth. They're bad. And the dad grabs one and he goes, like, oh, oh blood, blood massacre number six. This is actually this is a pretty, pretty good no, one. No, it was sorority. Yeah, it was oh, like blood six. sorority. She goes, look at this blood sorority sister seven. She goes, oh, actually, this is this is actually good. a pretty good one. So <laughs> spoken like true horror nerds, uh, love that one. Um, Seeing Frozen on the big screen. Oh, oh, so good. When that this this had one of my all time favorites sitting next to to somebody moments uh, because you you've seen the movie several times may may not have been in a while and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I realize what was going to happen and I go oh and Greg looks over at me and he goes what and then he looks back up and he goes. Oh, and it's the scene with her hand yes. when she started oh, doing but a it. A lot of people have never seen it before. I was sitting someone who had never seen it before. Okay, and, and when, just hearing their reaction, the, like yeah, when they're like, because uh, she's like, and it, there was even a part where like it was the face, and like I hear I hear the girl next to me, no, don't no, do no, it, no, don't no, do no. it, don't do it, girl, you stupid, don't do it. Right? Well, and there was there was the the fake out when she wakes up later and her face is yes, towards it right. again. I the, like oh, I heard the person behind oh, no. me is like, no, no, and when she pulled up, I heard. I heard somebody go, oh, God. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but the partial gloving, oh, yes. that you hear, you oh. could hear people squirm. The the person sitting next next to me, this was her biggest fears are like being cold and isolated. Oh, Jesus. She was squirming about the way I was during Color Out of Space, and it yeah. was wonderful. Um, we mentioned it, I think Adam mentioned it on the Panic Fest preview episode about how just no one got to see this on the big screen, you know? Yeah. So that in itself was nice. Having Adam in the audience, Adam Green obviously made it so much better. And 
it's still that moment of just thinking about the puppy dog, not waiting for you, not oh. understanding. Oh, oh, it kills you. Oh, man. Kills you. I was thinking, my baby Owen. You See, know, and now you like, know that, my friend. You know like, how that. What's going to happen with Owen? It'd, even, it'd be different because if I die, at least he has something to eat in the house, you know? <laughs> and so it's like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, now, talking about, you know, moments of, of levity and everything after Dr. Frozen for a second, did you guys see VHS? I missed that on me, that. Me too. Oh, I've my God. Heard. You. You you need I heard to it's see a, it. It's it's so you want to talk about a love letter to like nostalgia and a time and it's it, it's got all these vignettes and they're hilarious. But then like the story that's being wove throughout it and the it it does go some crazy places. And we had a friend who got up for a second to to run to the bathroom and they came back and when when the the lights came up, I was like, oh, you missed it. And they were like, what? And I go this thing that was mentioned earlier actually ended up being real. And they were like, wait, what? I missed the reveal that something was actually oh, no. going on behind all this even more so. And I'm like, yeah, it was, it was nuts. And they were like, I have to see it again. I loved everything else, but I can't believe that I missed that. Nice. So it's, it's, it's such a love letter and it's got so many layers. It, it was, it was wonderful. Somebody said, I think it was Oren. He said that it was an unedited footage of a bear, the movie. <laughs> Do you remember the un- unedited footage of a bear? No. So there was it was along the lines of Adult Swim, Too Many Cooks. You know how they they had those just, little mini vignettes yeah. of just yeah. random weirdness? Yeah. And, and they said it was that, okay. the movie. Yeah, That's it, fair. it's that. But That's fair. Then there's the, um, because the kid's not only recording late night television, but then he also has the camera, so he's messing around with, with his friend. And there's a story with his parents that are going on and everything because like, like the genesis of it is when he gets uh, the camcorder, it's his parents' wedding video that's in there. So that's what he's recording over. And so there's times and everything where it'll cut back to the wedding video and then we'll cut back to him filming his parents that there's a whole nother level that, that comes into the film while you're watching it. So you're laughing at stuff and then it goes in and you can feel your feelings well up and you're like, Oh, what's happening? There's there's a whole bunch going on in this movie. And then there's even comments about in the film that they mentioned as a joke at one point that there's this lady who they, they have on this talk show and she seems kind of like a crazy person. She's like, no, I think at, at some point this video culture that we have people who are obsessed with looking through the viewfinders that, that we're going to have a pocket version of, of these cameras and that people are going to be living vicariously through that. And like the guy who's oh, who's shit. listening to her is like, <laughs> you're you're what? But then that starts getting woven in through it, too. So there's That's... all these pieces like you can watch it and be like, oh, yeah, this is funny. But then when you're appreciating the filmmaking and you see the threads and the pieces that he's weaving together, you're like, this is hmm. this is great. One of the greatest mixtapes ever made. Exactly. Huh. With a whole bunch of heart with a whole bunch. It's again another kind it. of a panic yeah. fest pull line. Plus, there. it's it got like uh, Thomas Lennon yeah. and like a whole bunch of people from the state and Reno nine one one. So nice. It's got yeah. a whole bunch of people from all over the place. And like, I at, out of the entire fest, it had one of the biggest laughs in just a little throwaway moment that like people were talking about days later. They were like, "Did you see VHS?" They were like, "Did you laugh at this part?" And I'm like, "Yeah," because it's it's literally all it is is it's a it's basically a a, um, a home security commercial gone wrong oh no 
and uh, the police show up and do something and they just have a silent shot of one of the police officers just mouthing the words I'm so sorry <laughs> that that got the biggest laugh in the entire and like that was one of those moments that everybody was talking about that weekend they were like did you see VHS and I was like yeah and they were like could you believe the cop mouthing it? I'm like, oh my god, it was so great. That's so like, awesome. that's it's Again, those shared moments when exactly. things like that's that happen. That's what Panic Fest is, man. Really, it's a it's just a mixture of moments. These what was another one that, that? Do you have another one that? Hardware, hardware. Oh, Seeing yeah. that on hardware. big screen, oh, so good, so good, man. I'm telling you, man, that that shot. That shot of uh, the Mark <laughs> Six with the all uh, or Mark Thirteen with his and Symphony the of death. Oh, it was grand, grand, beautiful shot. And then, <laughs> so <laughs> like, we'll, we'll do a little cross promotion. Go check out uh, Horrorversary Hardware. You'll hear all about Un- that. Unfiltered the, uh, genius. Yes, because <laughs> yeah, like I'm filtered here. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that we were able to see two Richard Stanley films on the big screen That's... within like four days. The, the world's going to end. That's what it is. It probably. We're, we're all going to die before the end. We're of the riding series. too much of a high right now. We're waiting for the the inevitable crash. Stop making good movies, <laughs> right? Uh, other ones that we should be talking about here. Any? Did any of you guys catch any of the short film sh- uh, the, the the showcases? I missed all I, of they, them. There was, I, I, but I think let's take a special moment and just talk about the growth. Oh of, of the short film showcase this year, they had to have three. 90 minute blocks and yeah. technically a fourth on preview night exactly like that's crazy but it's so wonderful no, because because that's what they're saying is there were too many good ones that they didn't want to turn away last year they had two blocks yep so the fact that they keep on growing and and this year i didn't get to see it uh but they had the cleansing hour and the reason i mentioned that is because it was two to three years ago that as part of the short film showcase one of the shorts that got entered was the cleansing was hour and i don't remember if it won the short award or not here but it played at panic fest as a short and then here just a a couple years later got turned into a feature so it's it's really cool to see that that full circle that's the best and our mm-hmm. friend jill gavargazian right that's now. what i was going to mention is that yep. is stylist that, yeah Hopefully that gets a pay. Absolutely. Oh, I think that's too. So thankful we all know people. Yeah. Uh, but no, that journey that happens is exactly. incredible. And for again, for people that are making shorts, again, that could be the proof of concept for your future. That could just be stuff that you're working on for experimental stuff just to get some time in working. Yeah. And then, and then to see it on the big screen. Like and I, I said, and I think that. I think that says something that they were packed mm-hmm. for every single one of those yeah. short films that you had. Three, oh, yeah. And you There's... had people I was talking to and I'm like, oh, what are you going to see later today? And they're like, I'm just taking this day to do the shorts. Yep. I'm just seeing yep. all I want to see all of them. I'm going to all three of them. And they were they they had the packed house every single one really yeah. nice. for those three. The big that theaters. Exactly. The Theater big one. theaters. Yeah. But and that's the cool thing, too, because. Every theater was pretty much packed. Yeah. But it never felt overwhelmingly no, packed. No. no, I mean, you, you had a full crowd and you're like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where well. I want to be. Special shout out to uh, Josh Milliken for hosting the short com- film showcase. Yeah. Uh, check him out as part of Chronic Horror, which you'll hear cool. Panic Fest Dispatch. Absolutely. But it was also lovely. You doing the Q&As. Our friend Tyler helping out with the Q&As. Just everyone pitching in where they could yeah. to make it a good experience. Mm-hmm. I Many of us were helping out cleaning the theaters afterwards, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the beauty. Just everyone coming together. And I think, I mean, I can say I ultimately had a wonderful time. It was probably my best Panic Fest ever between yeah. the movies I saw, memories made, the shit that was put together. You know, it was phenomenal. But I hope everyone that, you know, just the, the casual film goer. If someone were to walk in off the street and be like, well, what are we seeing tonight, mother? And Sunday. Yeah. Sun- yeah. 
Sunday. Oh. On Sunday, Sunday. Oh. <laughs> You had people, oh, first of all, Saturday, you had back. people who were walking yeah. in and like, you know, and just like, oh, what's this? I wonder what's going on. But yeah. then Sunday when they have the church there and then <laughs> people are loading in and people are coming in and trying to set up hey, and get ready hey, for the movies. You, you know, you know, what pairs well with uh, with spending time with God, spending time with Satan. There we go. <laughs> Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Um, we, but yeah, it was great. I, I, I won't mention this person's name at all. I but to keep it. But I while we were recording, I I had somebody oh. s- send me a message and say, "Hey, Panic Fest is always the same time of the year, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's basically always that last weekend in January." And they're like, "We really wanted to to come, and we had something come up, and we couldn't, but we're going to be there next year." And so it just shows that people people were a upset that they didn't want to make it. And they're like, "We're we're making plans now." I we're making didn't plans. see the totality of that text. Now yes. knowing that makes me so happy. Exactly. We'll, oh my that, goodness! Th- it'll be something that we talk about next year. Yeah, we that's, will because that's, they'll be that's on. very excited. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just just to see people yeah. from from out of town be like, oh, "We were so mad to miss it. We have to be there next year." Just lets you know. And I, like I said, there's something selfish about it, the fact that it's happening here for us. And I guess it ultimately comes down to identity. Yeah. People are stoked about the Chiefs right now being in the Super Bowl. I get that, that sense of identity, that we-ness. Yeah. And I understand that, obviously, it makes sense in the film, the film family, where we worship. And whether it is at Screenland, whether it is at the, the Draft House, sometimes I like to joke our film family is a little fractured occasionally, you know. <laughs> but it's still my family, and it's our family. And the exactly. fact that we all engage in it, the fact that we all worship there. In fact, they keep letting us worship, which is nice. In this and event. not on Sundays during church. Not, of course yeah. not. Of course not. That thing, you make time for both. That's what they did. Yeah, exactly. You could, do that. You, exactly. You, could, you could go to the service there and then turn back around and go, yeah, so I'm going to have a ticket for uh, Mr. Peckett, Peckerhead. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to Shockwaves. Two, two tickets for Uncle Peckerhead, one for me and one for the Lord. <laughs> But I, I, honestly, I've always mentioned that, you know, I am really a socially awkward introvert. And for me to be able to engage with people, to only have one anxiety freak out, I think, over that weekend, for me, that was a personal win. But yeah. also the fact that I know I made some friends this weekend. I made some acquaintances. It was yeah. just such a great experience. And I miss it. At this point, again, the patty-shaped hole, there's a panic-shaped hole right now. It's well, like I was, the last day at camp. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, there, I mean, there were even people that that I didn't realize were there until like and going, Sunday. And I'm I'm like, I saw online that they had, you know, at panic fest next to their Twitter. I'm like, wait a second. I sent it a DM. I'm like, are you here? And they're like, yeah, I'm here. I'm like, are you seeing these movies? And they're like, no, I'm seeing these. And I'm like, I'll try to see you. And I still didn't get to see them. So uh, I believe it, is it Terry from, uh, Gaily Deadful. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, and gonna, and I, di- I didn't get to see him. I'm like, oh, you're here of another all person I follow. Yeah. It's, it's that's what's nice though. But, it, but it shows how many people are, yeah. are coming in. That that's what I love. That that we get to enjoy Panic Fest, but that people are taking the chance that. And, and it's a comment that I always make when I'm writing kind of the lead in for Panic Fest on on Boom Howdy. When I'm like, here's definitely give these a chance. Put these on your list. Is that I always make the joke that at this time of year, everybody's focused on you know. Sundance mm-hmm. and sure maybe 15 20 years ago Sundance was the the up and coming thing but now it's like it's where all the stars are it's where all the big studios and I'm like no this is the type of thing that you want to go to you want to go to Panic yeah. Fest because it's it's not about that what what movies are getting bought up it's about the celebration of movies yeah. not when they're are they getting to that big level? It's it's about going and sitting in a theater with people who love movies mm-hmm. and having that experience and then coming out afterwards and saying, oh, what did you see today? What did you like? What what are some movies that you've seen recently that you like? And then becoming friends with them by having that conversation. 
I know we didn't get to talk to it. I know not not to toot our own horn, but I really thoroughly had a good time at the game show. I was so if there was one thing that I was upset that I that I missed, it was that I was I was recording uh, an oh, you, episode yeah, of, you were... of Horrorversary and I couldn't be there. And I, I came up to you guys individually over the weekend. and was like, I'm so sad. I'm going to miss that. And like it was the one thing that I was like, I wanted to be at and I couldn't. I was like, oh. We got to tickle ravage John Pata. That was a lot of fun. It was, that was a fun. I'll say this. My apologies in advance. I messed up on the recording. It's listenable, but it's not as enjoyable. But it, the content is worth it, I think. <laughs> that's going to be that's our tagline for our movie poster. Nightmare Junkie. It's listenable. It's not necessarily enjoyable, but serviceable. But, you know, you know, you like it. Our mediocrity <laughs> inspires. Let's just put it that way. But again, the highlight ultimately was not only making friends, but ultimately getting to hang out with you guys Aww. to sit down and watch some of our favorite movies together to have that moment of VFW with yes. all of you guys. Yeah. Little things like that. It just seals it for me, man. This has been one of my, again, the, one of the best weekends I've had. Yeah. Makes me look more, makes me look forward to next year's Panic Fest, oh, yeah. especially knowing the folks that could be coming. Yeah. You know, what are the films that are going to be playing? What podcasts are we going to have coming in? All of these things, hopefully, it does get bigger and better, but not too exponentially. No, no. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I, I think, the, like, like we were talking about off mic, was that this is the sweet spot. That it is. This is. It is. This, mm-hmm. this is the point. You know, bring in more of these people that that we have. You know, yeah. don't build the size of a fest. Build the community. Yeah. The quality, the quality, Correct. definitely. Well, speaking of quality, you know, you're always one of our favorite people oh, to have on, man, you. and. Film family, real family, friend. Thank you, Adrian. As always. Thank you. And again, I don't know when this particular one will be released, but yeah. this uh, will, you know, attach everyone on there. So until the next time, this is Greg D. Yeah, and I'm Genius McGee, and we'll see you in your dreams. Yeah.